Hey girl, you ever feel like because you're Christian, you have to sugarcoat the truth? You know, those times that you're driving or walking and you begin to think, did that really happen? Does this happen to other people? Am I on another planet? And then the thought occurs, why don't we talk about these things? Well, for one, fear of catching backlash from the saints. And two, not many opportunities to share in a safe space. While women cultivating is your safe space. And guess what? Sis, you won't be dismissed from the pew. When we say... We lay it all on the altar. I mean, we come bearing the hurt and fears and together begin the process of healing. Wild Women Cultivating is all about us speaking our truth, wild and all to foster trust, build spiritual relationships and increase our faith together in one place, one session at a time. We are speaking up and out. Sis, come on in the room. And when you get in here, move over so another sister can join. This is Wild Women Cultivating. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Isis, and welcome back to another episode of Wild Women Cultivating Podcast. Thank you for joining me again. I'm not going to lie. It was a struggle to get up here and do another podcast or another episode for the podcast, I should say, just because this weekend was my three-year anniversary and I'm tired. My husband and I, we went out uh, just to celebrate, you know, celebrate three years and really treat ourselves to some self-care. So I came home today and, you know, my in-laws came over and we just had a good time. But I was like, oh my God, I'm tired. And I saw that it was Monday and I know that I missed last Monday. And I was just like, devil, you're a liar. I I promise you I'm going to do another session today. So I was thinking, what what can I possibly talk about this time? And God laid it on my heart to really open up about something that I think we like to say that we are, something that we tend to strive for, but something that's really hard, and that's happiness. Being happy with yourself, being happy with your situation, no matter what your situation looks like. Being happy with where you are in your right now. And I wanted to talk about this because it's something that I struggle with. And it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with. And I think one thing that tends to really um, weigh heavy on me sometimes is, you know, when I hear people always say, well, you're responsible for your own happiness. And if you're not happy or if you're not great, you know, if you're not being grateful, then you can't expect things to change. And you know, I get it. One, yes, you are. You are absolutely 100% responsible for your happiness. However, it can be very difficult, depending on what season that you're in, to practice gratefulness in a season that is so challenging. And I say this because right now in my moment, if you were to ask me and I was to honestly give you an honest answer, if you were to ask me if I was happy, I would 90% say I'm not, not about my marriage um, or anything like that. More so just the season that I am in and where I am right now in my life. And I want, I want to really pose a question. And my question is, are you satisfied 
with where you are right now? And I ask this question because when I think about where I am right now, I, I question how much does it reflect on myself, on my discipline, on my goal setting, my organization, and how much it actually reflects on the season of being obedient and praising through the troubles that I'm in right now. And, you know, Psalm 6-2 says, um, uh, Oh Lord, heal me for my bones are shaking with terror. And the reason why that scripture sticks out to me is because there are times that when life happens, it can leave us shaking in fear. It can leave us paralyzed in fear. It can just, it can leave us not understanding. It can leave us so confused. And that I feel like this scripture speaks to that. So I think sometimes when we say, oh, well, you know, the Bible always tells us how we should stray from fear and fear and faith both can't uh, coexist, which is absolutely true. However, there are plenty of people in the Bible that was very fearful of what they were facing. Doesn't mean that they didn't have faith. It doesn't mean that they lacked belief. However, the situation that they were facing was a scary situation. And I say that because in this scripture, it's asking God for healing. It's asking, it's, it's being honest, saying like, God, this is, this is quite terrifying. This is not what I expected. This is not where I want to be. And it's asking God to heal us. And the thing is, is that sometimes we think because we're fearful, God won't hear our prayers. Um, God won't answer our requests. Or, you know, it'll make us just hesitant to reach out to God in these moments. Because again, we are raised hearing fear and faith can't coexist. So if you are fearful, you're not faithful. Um, and even though that is true, I think it makes a lot of believers hesitant to be honest about what they're feeling in this season. Because we are even hesitant in putting ourselves out there about our situation because we don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, you have to be faithful. Oh, you don't worry about that. Oh, that's not, you know, that's not something for you to focus on. That's for God to focus on. But if I am very real, the season that I am in, it has shaken up my whole world. It's it's turned everything that I'm used to being upside upside down. So the things that life is bringing to me right now, they're definitely preparing me for a great testimony and they are definitely preparing my home. However, it doesn't feel good. And I want to speak to some of you with that because the things that we go through are not always going to feel good. When God is growing us, it doesn't feel good. If you've ever had a child or if you've ever broken a bone, 
that healing process is an, is a heavy process. It's not an easy process. It's not something that, oh, you have the baby the next day, you get up and you, are on, you, you go on about your way. No, now you have to heal through what your body has just experienced. Same thing with breaking a bone. You have to now go through that transition of that healing process and you know your body has to recover for the shock and the pain that it has experienced. But the thing is, is that the more you exercise, the more that you go to physical therapy, the more that you keep working on whatever that um, challenge is, right? It grows you. Now, that doesn't mean that growing you is exciting. It doesn't bring the flowers. It doesn't make you always want to celebrate because you learn a lot in that process about yourself that maybe you don't like about other people that you didn't necessarily notice before. It shows you who's in your life and who's not in your life. It shows you the things that you can get better at. It shows you what's really needed or what's really missing. And in this season, I've learned that I haven't spent enough time with myself to know what truly makes me happy. And a lot of people will not be honest about that. A lot of people won't be honest about that because they tend to put happiness in people and things. So if this person isn't doing me right, then my happiness declines. If this thing isn't bringing me happiness, then once again, my happiness tank is, you know, starting to decline. And I say this because truthfully, um, anytime someone asks me what makes you happy, I'll say something like, oh, my kids, my husband, and it'll be like, okay, outside of them, God forbid, if you didn't have kids, if you didn't have a husband, what would make you happy? And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, my job, if you were laid off, what would make you happy? Um, I don't know, the fact that my parents are still alive, okay, if your parents died today, what would make you happy? And I was just like, I was aggravated, but at the same time, enlightened, like it felt so weird because I was aggravated thinking to myself, um, people and certain things make me happy. But if that person was no longer around, if that thing no longer existed, what can, what could you say actually makes you happy, Isis? And I want to ask, I want to pose that question to you listening. Without that person, without that item, or that thing, what truly wholeheartedly makes you happy, makes you feel complete? And if you don't have an answer, that's okay. I had to come to the realization that it's okay if you don't know because now you can work on figuring it out and finding it out. And I want to encourage some of us because we, some of us are barely crawling out of 2019. It has been a hard year. I think when I look at my Facebook profile and I scroll down, I see just the enemy's plans starting to really 
what what he what the enemy has manifested I see coming to fruition in the world um I see where God has spoken over the things that will start to happen happening I see people families losing loved ones I see a lot of people not where they want to be and when I think about it I realize that I'm not where I want to be you know there are certain things that I say about myself where I'm like I'm supposed to be past this I'm supposed to be you know making a certain amount of money right now I'm supposed to be living a certain life right now and I keep feeling like because I'm not I'm not happy with the way I am and there's so many of us out there that's like that and I'm not saying this to to say I'm proud. I'm not saying this to say you should be proud of that. I'm saying this to say when you notice a problem, when you realize there's a problem, when you realize there's a lack somewhere, it is your job to fix it. Not to look for the answer in other people. Not to look for the answer in things. Not to try to look for things to help you escape finding an answer. But to really sit down and take time to figure out what's missing. What am I lacking? And I've had to do that. And I still have to do that. And it's something that I have to continue to do. Because do I want to continue waking up feeling like it's pointless? Do I want to continue waking up feeling like there's no reason to be here? Do I want to wake up continuing to feel like there's no purpose here. No, you don't want to wake up feeling like there's no point, there's no purpose, there's no reason for you to be here. But a lot of us do, especially when we don't see purpose. But guess what? Pain births purpose. You have to go through something to really know what your purpose is because that pain is going to show you who you are. That pain is going to reveal to you what you're good at. It's going gonna, it's gonna to reveal to you your strengths and your weaknesses. Pain is going to show you the areas that you struggle and the areas that you succeed. And it's going to show you, even in the areas that you struggle, where you are resilient, where your challenges come from, but also what you really depend on for your strength or for your tool to succeed. And if you don't go through something, you won't see what that purpose is. So for those who have been praying for purpose, for those who have been praying for God to show you something about yourself, I want you to be encouraged. And I want you to be encouraged and stay encouraged because... God knows all things. He knows exactly where you are right now. And you're there for a reason. If he opens the door too soon, you might you just might fall on your face because you weren't prepared. But if you can get through what he's taking you through, when God opens the door, you will flourish. Some of us 
are waiting at a door that God has purposely closed. Some of us are hesitant to wait at a door because we feel like no doors have opened for us. Some of us are too impatient to wait for God to open the door and we create a door that should have never been created and then we blame God. Just because it's not happening, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And I have to remind myself of that daily. I may not be where I want to be, but I am where God sees me. I am where God wants me to be. I am where I need to be in order to get to who I want to be. And just because my plan is not working, I know that God has a plan for my life. And just because it hurts right now, that's not a forever hurt. It's a part of my testimony. It's a part of the, do you want to get well? It's a part of the pick up your mat testimony. It's a part of the ask and you shall receive testimony. It's a part of the all things testimony. It's a part of the healing testimony. It's a part of the touching the hem of his garment testimony. It's a part of the fourth man testimony. It's a part of your story, your journey. I I will listen to preachers, right? And I would hear these like dynamic, just out of this world testimonies. And I would be like, oh man, God, like, I want to be able to have a testimony like that. Be careful what you ask for. Because the thing about God is sometimes we go through certain things because we asked, we asked for something. Some of us have said, Lord, your will be done. Whatever your will be for my life, let it be done. And God goes, cool, you sure? Because I know you're not going to like this much, but if it's my will be done, I got to take you through some things for you to get to some places that I need you to be and touch some people that I need you to touch. This has been such a transition season and God has reminded me, you asked for a testimony to save other people's lives. This is a part of your story. This is a part of a testimony. And now I realize that those preachers, those those speakers that I hear giving their testimony, I commend them because I wish I almost wish I could take it back. I almost want to be like, "You know what, Lord? I don't need a testimony. I can listen to somebody else and just follow." And I say this because a lot of times we get so discouraged because we look at other people and we hear their testimony and we see them in a different light and we feel like, but that's not going to happen to us. But the thing is, is anyone who claims to be a believer, what God has started in you, what he has set forth for you to do will come to pass. 
There is nothing that you touch that will not be blessed. However, we have to fight to keep that praise going because this world, life, it is so easy to lose it. It is so easy to get caught up in our emotions and act out of emotions. There have been so many times I questioned my faith out of emotions, not looking at my situations going, it's a part of my story. This happening to me right now doesn't feel good, but it's good for me. And that doesn't make sense to a lot of us. It doesn't make sense to look at the things that we're going through that don't feel good and say, but this is good for me. This is good for it to grow me up. This is good for it to set me on the path of my purpose. This is good for me to get whatever the tools are out of this time that I need to get. Just because it doesn't feel good does not mean that you have to let it take your happiness. And I want to say that to the person that wakes up struggling every day to find their happy place. Your happy place brings you absolute peace in the midst of the storm. It can't be a thing or a person because if that thing gets lost or if that person no longer exists, you can't depend on it to be your happiness. Or maybe if you're somewhere and you don't have that thing with you or you don't have that person with you. Again, it can't be something that involves a person or a thing just because it's not something that will always be reliable. You have to find internally inside of you what gives you happiness, whether it is a memory that you can take with you no matter what. Whether it is just you being grateful for something in your life, that whether it exists right now or it exists in the future, you are grateful for. You have to find what is going to truly make you happy. Because the thing is, is that this world is coming to take that away from you. This world is coming to make a liar out of God. And in order to do that, it is collecting as many lies to feed your ears, to feed your heart, to feed your soul, to strip your belief, to strip away your faith. And once it does that, you will realize how distant you are actually from God. And we have to be careful how much distance we put in between ourselves from God because the more distance we place, the easier it is for the enemy to access us. The easier it is for the enemy to control us. And the next thing you know, we will constantly be acting out of our emotions. We will be acting out of fear and not faith. 
So I know it's not easy. And I know it's easier to act out of your emotion than it is to act out on faith. But I want to say to you, it is rewarding when you defeat the enemy because you believed. Because you believed that God would. It's not, it's not about saying, well, God, if you can, then just do it. It's about knowing, God, you can. Not if you can, you will. You will. And I may not see it now. I may not feel it now. I may not hear it now. But I know your will be done. I know that your will, whatever your will is, it will be done. I know that all things that I'm going through, all things that I've been through, and all things that I will go through will be for the better me, will be for the better interest in myself. And it's what is going to exercise our faith so it can grow and we can be happy in the times of terror. We can be happy in the times of chaos. We can be happy when we're in the valley and a lot of us get in the valley and we lose our happiness. A lot of us get in the valley and we lose our peace. A lot of us get in the valley and we lose wisdom. We lose knowledge. We lose our belief. And that's not what the valley is meant for. The valley is meant to protect us, to protect those things. Utilize those tools. Strengthen us. The valley is used to actually create a better version of us. So when we come out the valley and we go back into the world, we can talk about the good things that God has done for us. We can come out of the valley stronger, wiser. We can come out of the valley with our faith increased, with our heads held high. Yeah, we might come out with a little limp, but that limp is just like the man that had to pick up his mat it's a part of our testimony. So when people ask us, what happened? You will gladly be able to tell them the story about how God saved you, how God created you, how God molded you, how God once again came through and blessed you in just this most miraculous way. So I pray that you stay encouraged and that you fight for your peace of mind and you fight for your happiness. I pray that no matter what odds are against you, you will know that God is a God. He is a God of all knowing and of all things. And that there is nothing that can come against you that he hasn't already defeated. Suicide, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, God has already defeated all odds. Some of us are struggling with a loved one dying, with a loved one who may have already passed. 
peace and comfort comes in knowing that they are now in a place that we all should be striving to get to. This is not our end. This is not the final destination. We have a place in heaven called home. So it may hurt, but your memories are there. And for those who are loving on a loved one that's in transition right now, make the best memories that you can. Don't put your peace, don't put your happiness in that person because when that person passes, they take that with them. And now you're left here. Find a memory of them that no matter what, when you think about them, you smile. Find something that you can always do that brings you a smile. No matter how upset you get, it will bring a smile to you. I pray that you choose yourself over negative people, over toxic people, over negative influences. I pray that you can reflect on your life and see where God has already moved and know that the same God that moved back then is the same God right now and can move right now in your favor in the next minute. Some of you are going to wake up tomorrow to that phone call you've been waiting for. Some of you are going to wake up tomorrow to that opportunity that you've been waiting for, to that apology that you've been waiting for. Some of you are going to wake up and there's going to be a shift in your life because you have been knocking on a door, faithfully worshiping, faithfully praising, and faithfully seeking God. And God is going to answer. And for those of us who wake up tomorrow and maybe we don't get that phone call, we didn't get that opportunity, we're actually watching other people get the phone call and the opportunity, keep standing in line and waiting your turn. Do not let God call your name and you are not in position. Stay in position. Stay in place. I know you are ready to get in the game and I don't want you to get discouraged from sitting on the sideline thinking I'll never get in the game. It's never going to happen for me. I'll never be that person that I thought I could be. You might not because God wants you to be the person that he knows that you are because he gave you a name. And find peace. Find peace in your situation, in your season, no matter what that is. Because that is going to be the tool that you'll use the most. Sometimes that is the biggest lesson. That's the foundation of happiness. Where your peace is, is where your happiness lies. Because if you're happy, you're at peace. And when you have peace, you have joy. So I love you all. I hope that this blessed you. I am going to definitely get some rest. But listen, it gets better. 
it will get better. It hurts, but it will not always hurt. You will be better than your yesterday. Focus on your right now. Focus on your today. Because the day can make a difference. I love y'all. God bless. And I'll catch y'all on next Monday. By the way, it's December 1st. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. And as we prepare to go into this Christmas season, please remember the true meaning. And because it's a new year coming up, don't think that you have to wait until January 1st to start over. It's December 1st. You can start today. God bless y'all.